It's a new year, Ben. Happy yeah, New Year. Uh, happy New Year. You, you as well. Unfortunately, it hasn't been too happy for uh, wrestling fans. We've had quite the somber week. But, um, you know, hopefully we can perk up everybody's spirits with a brand new edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. And as you know, I am vastly more entertaining than you, so I will do my best to entertain the people. Pardon? Excuse me? (laughs) I had to do it. (laughs) And with that being said... This is the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. And here we go with our first show of the new year. So, Ben, so how was your holidays? Um, my, my holidays were very quiet, and I quite enjoyed them because I didn't have to go anywhere or entertain anybody. Um, you know, it, you know this... this, uh, this current situation that we're all in is stupid and getting stupider well i don't think stupid is a word you know don't expose yourself on national podcast networking but um stupid is not a word stupider is a word i I don't think it is it is in the dictionary oh it's in my dictionary well okay well then that just means you're stupid but i guess that's the (laughs) same Uh, for today um but yeah i mean just quiet holiday with family you know i have no complaints i got pancakes and uh and uh, yeah filet mignon steak so yeah that's a that's a good holiday menu if you ask me what what about you guys what'd you do oh just a quiet holiday at home but it just sucks. I want to go back to the library. I can't even go and uh, hang up there and look at movies or whatever. Yeah, I mean, th- this whole s- scenario really sucks. I mean, we're, you know, in in February, it'll be a year that, that this whole uh, pandemic has been going on. Seriously. Oh. So it's yes. just... It's very interesting, and uh, the the longer it goes, the uglier it's gonna get. And uh, you know, everybody was like, "Oh, 2020 sucked," and believe me, 2020 did suck, with the exception of the PNC Progression Wrestling podcast, of course. But that's which not doesn't suck. Which which doesn't suck. Absolutely, it does not suck. And if you think it sucks, then what the fuck are you doing here? Get off my airwaves, bitch. Um, anyway, thanks for the record. My co host just called you all bitches. <laughs> so, so don't the, shoot the messenger, shoot the guy who said it. <laughs> no, so, don't do uh, that. I'd be, I'd be co hostless. Well, I'm, plus, you're advocating murder, so what's wrong with you? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, before the show gets too far off the rails in the introductory portion, um, we have a lot to cover, and um, obviously some of it is going to be somber with uh, 
us addressing AEW and, and the passing of uh, Brody Lee. But like I said, we'll try to keep it upbeat and, uh, you know. Yeah. Hold on. We'll do, you, do we have any news? We haven't done news in a while. So I don't know if we have any or if you've seen anything. Um, no, the, the Brody Lee situation has been dominating everything. So I think. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, so we see we get into Monday Night Raw. Absolutely, and uh, thank you for saving me from having to do it this week because I I don't I don't feel like it. I don't give it. Now that. let me ask you this: What did you not like about Raw? What part uh, of it? The beginning, the middle, or the end? Uh, well, damn near everything, to be honest with you. Um, the only the only part that I uh, thought was interesting was um, Alexa Bliss's playground. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so let me uh, get the notes here. Um. All right. So we had uh, the opening uh, segment uh, with uh, Drew McIntyre's promo. Now, what you think of this? Oh dear. It, it, okay, is it just me or does Keith Lee sound like a robot? Keith Lee sounds fucking terrible, and, and it's not, and it's not his fault. He he just sounds entirely overproduced, and just every single time he speaks, it's like, oh my god! You know what, Ben? Yeah, I think. I'm going to do the rest of my review when this voice. Uh, well, I hope not because you know uh, that is so annoying. We're, we're gonna we're gonna lose viewers at a, at a historic pace. <laughs> but that's so annoying. But you, do you see how annoying that is? Considering that I sat through Monday Night Raw for the purpose oh. of doing this podcast, it was just, yeah, it's it's awful. Yeah, no, actually, uh, okay, my 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 highlight was uh, Sheamus versus Keith Lee. Well, yes, and, and that was a good match, um, and that was definitely the the uh, wrestling highlight of the show. Um, but having uh, having it end the way it did it was just kind of I don't know I I, I found it to be um, anticlimactic because even though um, let let's see let me just make sure I, I have my notes right so uh, hang on what the okay my uh, my computer had decided to go off. Um, but anyway, um, the only thing that I didn't like about it was, um, you know, just the constant, uh, you know, verbal back and forth between the two of them. And like, even after, even after the match, they're still going after each other and Drew McIntyre is having to play the mother kind of role. Yep. You know, it's just, I expected him to have a broom in his hand. <laughs> I just, um, and, uh, it, it, it's just, he, 
I don't know if it's just the way that they're, that they're trying to change Keith Lee, but the way that he moves in the ring is just kind of different. And everything about um, Keith Lee is more than a little bit different. Um, but, you know, so the match was decent, but it's it just, it just everything that happened after the final bell just took me out of it. Hey, then our second match, we had The Miz defeating Grand Metalik. Um, no, sorry, Grand Metalik uh, picking up the win over The Miz. I was looking at my notes. I don't have, like, the who won. I just have this Grand Metalik versus The Miz. So, well, yeah. I, I, so, actually, actually uh, yeah, the, the, fact that, the fact that Keith Lee, um, you know, uh, lost to these two goons in a handicap situation a few weeks ago, and now you have um, Grand Metal League of all people def- defeating the Miz. It's just like, what are what are they doing? <laughs> See, this this is what makes me think, you know. And this is just one of many examples. It just you have to wonder. If somebody is proofreading this shit and being like, okay, well, remember what we did last week. And I I don't think anything like that is going on because if it was, this kind of shit was not happening here. And what really what really pissed me off, and I and I, I hate to jump ahead here, you see, but you see, you see the way we it's we haven't even Started 2021, and you're already angering my co-host. Well, yeah, because it, it's it's freaking stupid. I mean, I, I mean, look, I've never been a, a Miz guy, um, and you know, Lord, Lord knows that his his segments and partnership with uh, John Morrison since Morrison's return has been nothing short of physically painful. <laughs> yeah. Um. But um, you know, he he certainly, as a former WWE champion, um, should not be losing to uh, Grand Metal League. And you know, people will say, "Oh, well, you know, the purpose of it is to tell the storyline because he's pissed off that he lost, you know, the Money in the Bank uh, briefcase," which we'll get into later on. <laughs> Oh, oh yes, we will. That's that's common, and I I might have an aneurysm. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm just forewarning you that a rant is coming in that direction. So, um, but it's just why are they having this fall from grace situation, and then and then they they buck SmackDown the way that they did. I. Well, so what was the point of having Metal League win in the first place? And then, and then, so, so Metal League loses to, um, to the Miz on, on, on Monday, and then he's on, um, NXT on Wednesday. Yeah, it was interesting. Alongside mm-hmm. Lince Dorado, and, and I, I had, I had just finished uh, watching 
uh, NXT just about an hour before I came on the air with you. All right. Well, I thought I thought you watched on Wednesday night, or did you just not watch and now go to straight to AEW? I well, I watched AEW on Wednesday, and oh, then yeah, I, okay. I That's... caught uh, NXT today. All right. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's very, it was very strange because, um, you know, why would, the, why would they have Grand Metalique and uh, Lince Dorado on both Raw and SmackDown? Or not Raw uh, yeah, and uh, I, I, know, I, might have an, I might have an answer for that one uh, when we get to that review. Okay, very good. Well, cool. I, I look forward to your professional analysis. So in the in the next match we had Shayna Baszler defeating Dana Brooke. Uh, initially I didn't like this. I went back and rewatched it, and it wasn't for me. It wasn't that as bad as I thought it was. It was it was still bad that Shayna Baszler has to sell as much as she's doing to Dana Brooke. I mean the look. I have no problem with with Dana Brooke as. You know, individual. Apparently, she works very hard. You know, but but the thing is, when you put her in the ring with with a talent the caliber of Shayna Baszler, the talent disparity is staggering, mm-hmm. and and it becomes very obvious that Shayna Baszler has to slow down to accommodate uh, Dana Brooke. And to be honest with you. The only move that that I have seen Dana Brooke do, um, you know, where where she can pull it off consistently, is that is that backhand spring elbow, which yep. which makes me feel like I'm watching Bring It On from 2000, and you know, it's just kind of weird. You like that movie? You like that movie, didn't you? I know he did. Whoa! I'm I'm not gonna lie. I've I've always had a crush on uh, on Gabrielle Union, um, but uh, I liked uh, Liza Dushku. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I I was always more of a uh, Gabrielle Union guy. Uh, sorry, Dwayne Wade. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, let's be honest. If if. If I had been of age first, I would I would have married her, and you would have been up Shit's Creek. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's just I'm not real. I'm not really sure why we're having um, Shayna Baszler uh, be presented this way against uh, Dana Brooke. And um, apparently we have viewers uh, calling in, and and they better uh, they better have the decency to agree with me. Um, as as a matter of fact, a uh, funny side note: uh, my mom happened to uh, to watch the tail end of this match, and I was I was telling I was telling her that if Sheena Baszler loses, I'm going to be super super pissed off. So I, I was explaining Shayna Baszler's background and, of course, who Shayna Baszler was. Mom doesn't watch this on a daily basis. God bless her heart. 
<laughs> no, she 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 just likes our uh, our podcast uh, posts on Facebook. So thank you. <laughs> thanks, mom. thanks, mom. Appreciate it. Um, but uh, but yeah, because originally I thought Dana Brooke was gonna be, was gonna beat her before uh, she locked in the submission, and I'm like, thank God Dana Brooke didn't win. My my mom was laughing because I was she could see me getting increasingly pissed off as I thought <laughs> Dana was gonna win. That's hilarious. Yes, it, yes, it was. That is so funny. <laughs> okay, yeah. the next match I thought was going to be terrible, but it it wasn't another one I didn't think was that bad. AJ Styles defeating Elias. No, it it, it wasn't bad. But but what is what is Elias doing hanging in the ring with uh? With AJ Styles and because AJ was mad at him because he was playing the guitar too loud. Right, but but that should have been that should have been a squash match, not a fourteen minute nine second match. Holy geez, I know we've I oh 14. And you know what? I think that was the longest match on this show. Where <laughs> whereas whereas by comparison Ricochet and Ali got 11 minutes and 49 seconds. I'm sorry, but there is no way in hell that any match involving Elias should go longer than a match involving Ricochet and Mustafa Ali. I'm sorry. Isn't it Mustafa Ali? How do they say it's Mustafa or Mustafa? I always say Mustafa. Well, that's that's what that's what I say. But apparently, uh, apparently Ali insisted it's pronounced Mustafa, which I'm I'm sorry, but it's Mustafa. Get it? I'm sorry. I Mustafa forgot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, okay, that was a, that was the next match. I really hope they go somewhere soon because this storyline is dragging week in and week out. Yeah, it's starting. To, it's starting to feel like Seth Rollins versus the Mysterios. Mm-hmm. Oh God! And and look, look. Part of part of that is is the simple fact that. Retribution is a giant failure. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. If you have anything positive to say about how Retribution has been booked... We would like to know. You need to have a fucking lobotomy. We'll make fun of you, but... Uh, tell, tell us. We'll make fun of you, but, you know, we'd like to know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, well, my co-host will make fun of you. <laughs> Well, and 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 Elliot will as well because if he doesn't, if he doesn't, I'm going to uh, I'm I'm going to withdraw my services from this podcast. <laughs> I've carried a podcast on my own before, sir. Yeah, yeah. And what were your numbers on that one? It was well, no, because I stopped. Uh, I stopped. Uh, I stopped uh, early on, though. That's why the numbers were not good. 
Well, yes, because let's be honest with, with ourselves, Elio. When, when you have an opportunity to do a podcast with me versus by yourself, the, the, uh, there's, there's really not an option there. Of course, I'm going to be involved because I'm awesome and, you know, that's how it is. Oh, whatever. Uh, no, I, I'm, do I need to mute you? Already the first mute of 2021. <laughs> 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 yeah. I, I, I promise I'm not that much of a dick. I just enjoy uh, enjoy messing with my co-host. I, know, I, I just uh, just mess around with you. All right, so um, uh, this next match, uh, Charlotte uh, Flair defeating Nia Jax by DQ. I don't give a singular fuck. It's not with it's not within my capability to care about anything involving Nia Jax. Moving on. Now Ben, now look. This was your main event. The hurt business defeating Jeff Hardy. The New Day and Matt Riddle. Wasn't it just absolutely riveting? No. <laughs> I. Yeah. Oh, God, I can just weep. Now, 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 now I'm going to give, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give my co-host, I'm going to give my co-host a new, uh, belated New Year's and Christmas present. Oh, God. I'm going to give him the first rant of 2021. Miz being awarded the Money in the Bank briefcase because technically he didn't cash it in. John Morrison did, so he's once again holds the briefcase. Ben, go on your rant. So, okay. What the fuck are they doing with the Money in the Bank briefcase? Okay. <laughs> not, not only is this fucking decision absolutely asinine, uh, but number two, it completely defeats the purpose of the Money in the Bank contract. Completely. And because you're turning it into a fucking gimmick here. And I, I understand that everything's a gimmick in wrestling. We get it. I don't want to hear your, your bitchy back and forth about, oh, you're, you're complaining about nothing. No, the reason why I'm complaining is that the Money in the Bank contract used to be held by future champions such as Edge, uh, such as CM Punk, you know, uh, such as Dolph Ziggler back when he was relevant. Uh, you know, it was just, it meant something, okay? And with the way that the Money in the Bank briefcase has been booked since Baron Corbin won it. You, you can go and fuck all the way off. Now, that's point number one. Number two, uh, for your for your holiday educational class, uh, the number number. I'm so pissed off I can't even speak. And uh, okay, so if. If John Morrison cashed in the money, are you, are you, are you okay, sir? Yeah, I'm. I'm so. I'm so pissed off. I can't even speak. Yeah, I can. I can tell uh, because the, because the whole rationale for this was that John Morrison cashed in the money in the bank contract and not the Miz. Therefore, the Miz got the money in the contract 
back, correct? Well, if, if that's the case, then why was it? Why why were you allowed uh, if you're uh, John Morrison to cash in the Miz's money in the bank contract for him in the first place? So stupid, I know. If that was gonna be your if that was gonna be your storyline, then you've made yourself look like an asshole, first of all, uh, and and you you have made your money in the bank contract completely null and void because that means anybody can cash it in for anybody at, at any point in time. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, the, the, the bell rang uh, in the um, ladder match at TLC with uh, Drew McIntyre and um, AJ Styles, therefore adding The Miz, making it a triple threat, which means the money in the bank is cashed in. I don't give a fuck. The, the, the fact is, the fact is, Otis should not have won the money in the bank contract to begin with. Not that, not that I have a problem with Otis. It's just a comedy gimmick doesn't really work when, when you're dealing with... A, uh, a future WWE championship opportunity. That's number one. Uh, no, number two, as I said, this is how you book the storyline. If if John Morrison cashing in the Money in the Bank contract doesn't count according to your logic, then why did you ring the fucking bell in the first place at TLC? Because... It was very clear to everyone else that John Morrison cashed in the Money in the Bank contract at TLC. So what the fuck? And not not to mention, even even if John Morrison did it in, in the first place, you've completely nullified the storyline because the Miz agreed with it and competed in a fucking ladder match. <laughs> yep. For the Money in the Bank contract. Therefore, it's cashed in. I don't want to hear about it. I can't, like, what the fuck is going on? Again, WWE, what are you doing to my co-host? It's only January 2nd. You're already making him mad. What the hell? He's already angry with you last year, and you're making him angry now. It's the start of the new year. I have dreams. And I apologize on behalf of that company. Well, that, that company sucks. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of speaking of that company sucks, um, I have another point that I would like to make once oh. once our SmackDown review rolls around. Okay. What, what in the god? Okay. Okay. I've had I've had enough for one. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Um. Okay, so save, save that for now. Um, we're going to get into the segments that were the other highlight for me. Are the Alexa Bliss... Um, yes. Okay, you said you liked the Firefly Funhouse uh, segment? I did, yeah. Uh, that, one, uh, that one I didn't like too much. I did like Alexa's performance in that segment, but I did like the final segment when he was in the ring. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I, um, I liked it all uh, pretty much because um, Alexa. Let's be honest. Alexa is the only reason that Bray Wyatt is relevant at this point in time. Uh, you know, she has she has absolutely carried the storyline. So, um, you know, there's that. Um, but it, it, it was it was it was kind of interesting because you know they had me invested until the very end when when Randy Orton lit the match and the light went out. I'm like. Okay, you lost me there because everybody knows you're not going to set a woman on fire. Is you know it, it's it, it's PG WWE in 2020. Okay, okay. like look, I I I understand it. You're trying to be edgy. I can I can appreciate that, but everybody knows you're not going to set a woman on fire. So it's like that's where well. The, the lack of logic just um, confused the hell out of me. However, Alexa, Alexa's performance when she was pouring the quote-unquote gasoline, uh, I'll tell you what, that, that, that was an awfully clear liquid for it to be gasoline. <laughs> looked awful, I, like, a lot like water. Yeah, I, I mean, I've seen gasoline, and I, and I, I know... So obviously I I know it, and that was not gasoline. Nope. I don't I don't know. I have, a, I have a question for you, sir. Yeah. Now have I don't know how real this is, but have you heard anything about Bray Wyatt's new look? Not not about, not about the new look. I know I I'm assuming they're gonna have a new incarnation of him. Well, um. Apparently, I saw this on YouTube, but we all know, like, YouTube, anyone can make, put videos together, right? So, I'm not sure how real that is. I'm going to turn my camera off so you can actually see what I found. All right? Okay. Oh, dear. <laughs> what the? <laughs> what the hell was that? What? <laughs> Yo, if that's this new mask, what the hell? Oh dear. Oh dear. Um, okay, fans, I just uh, I changed my screen profile picture <laughs> to show my co-host uh, Bray Wyatt's apparent new look, and I'm saying that in quotes because we don't know how true that is, but that's what I found. If it is true, apparently, um, apparently he's taken some creative license from Daniel Bryan's goat gimmick. Holy, God, I don't know what to think about that. <laughs> well, well, at this point, see, see the issue. The issue with Bray Wyatt is this. And I, I've said this time and time again in 2020, and it's only fitting that 2021 starts off the same goddamn way. Ladies and gentlemen, I acknowledge that Alexa Bliss's work as Bray Wyatt's love interest, I guess, uh, in this storyline has been fantastic. It says how that is a love interest. <laughs> Look. I I don't I don't know. <laughs> I would assume. Okay, go on. <laughs> I, I mean I, I I can only guess uh, based on the fact that that's his only weak point. What, okay. but whatever. 
anyway, um, so so Alexa Bliss has me invested in what Alexa Bliss is doing. Um, so so good on her. Um, where where I struggle is that the WWE did so much damage and so much to make me not care about Bray Wyatt in 2020 that it's just like okay what well, you you had you had an awesome gimmick in Eater of Worlds you you fucked that up you had an awesome gimmick in the Fiend I I have said it time and time again I think that that's the coolest gimmick since the Undertaker. Um, and yet, somehow, some way, you managed to fuck that up. In, in my 2021 will mark 30 years of me watching wrestling, right? In that 30-year time frame, I don't think I've ever seen a character fucked up that bad. I, I really don't. So so if all of these incarnations of Bray Wyatt have been fucked up, what has WWE done to make me think that this possible latest incarnation won't lead to the same kind of disappointment? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, so I, I hope the best for Wyndham Rotunda as an individual. Um, and, uh, but I don't have any faith in WWE creative at all. None. Okay, and um, that brings us to the end of our Raw review. I'm gonna turn it over to my co-host for his review, NXT, Ben. Oh, very good. So I can uh, minimize your face so I don't have to look at it for a little bit. Yay! Okay. Uh, very good. Let's see. Uh, uh, NXT, NXT. Where is it? Where is it? Okay, very good. Okay. So the... The first match was um, Bronson Reed versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. I'm not really sure why they had this match. This match stopped. This was stupid. You know uh, this, what? I'm not. I don't. Okay, I have to ask you. What do you think of Bronson Reed? Bronson Reed has a lot of potential, but I don't. I would like to see him as a monster heel. Kind of, like, because I see him in the role that I wish they would have done for Brutus Clay. But see, see, he went away, and now he's back. They repackaged him, but I don't get this whole colossal gimmick. Really, they they repackaged him, because I haven't seen a repackaging. No, no, well, well, you know how they say, like, Dave repackaged or whatever. I still see the same. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. They can say they repackaged him, but I'm not seeing it. Right? I don't see it. No, it it was terrible. Um, Speaking of kind of terrible, uh, William Regal uh, is, uh, is... 
here to present the first award of the evening uh -huh. uh, with the breakout star of the year. Now, before I mention who won, let me give you the nominees, and then I want you to tell me who you would pick. Please. Okay, so we got Pat McAfee, Damian Priest, Shanti Blackheart, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, Timothy Thatcher, Raquel Gonzalez, Santos Escobar, and Ilya Dragunov. Who would you take as NXT Breakout Star of the Year? I'm sorry, you see Karen Cross is in there? No, he's not. Okay, so, I, I would have picked Timothy Thatcher. And and I personally I personally I would have picked Dexter Lewis. But mm -hmm. no, it's Shotzi Blackheart. I'm happy with that. I like Shotzi Blackheart. Well, I and I do too. In all, in, in all honesty, but not not when not when she's up against uh, people like Dexter Loomis, Timothy Thatcher, and um, and uh, you know uh, Damian Priest. Not not against those guys. And and even if. Even yeah, if you want that's quite a list. This is true. Yeah, and even if you want to go in the women's division, I think Raquel Gonzalez has been much more impactful than uh, than Chachi Blackheart. So she, in terms of breakouts out of the year, she would have been way down on my list. And look, I, I mean absolutely no disrespect because I really like Chachi Blackheart, but like that's a stack list for, for her to get the win off of, and I just mm -hmm. I don't buy that. Kind of weird. Okay. Um. Uh. Next. Next up, we um, we have the announcement of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, which is coming back in two weeks. We have, and off of this announcement, we have the Grizzled Young. Young veterans taking on Brizango. Yep. Um, oh, the uh, this match was destroyed by commercial breaks. Um, uh, pitcher and pitcher. And and the the only cool spot was uh was Fandango jumping off of the um jumping off of the set. yeah yeah off of that pole or whatever it was yeah. Yeah, he he kind of swung himself yep. into into both of of the grizzled young veterans off of some sort of post that was in the uh, that was in the Thunderdome. Yep. Um, but you know, I just I don't know what it is. Anything with Brizongo, I just can't get invested in. And that really sucks because I really like the Grizzled Young Veterans. Mm -hmm. But but th but this match was destroyed by a commercial break. Uh, I know. Uh. Okay, and then and then here here's my here's my second problem. Back from the break, we have Everrise coming out to confront the Grizzled Young Veterans. Uh, pardon me. Um, <laughs> pa pardon me for being an asshole, but I had to be an asshole for a minute. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, 
what in the god? What in the hell is going on? Why? Why is Ever Rise in the same ring as the Grills of Young Men? Why? I'm they, so I'm still not I'm still not stuck on this team. I don't know. There's something they, about them. They look. They are the resident jobbers of NXT. What are they doing in the ring with former NXT UK tag team champions? Help me. I know. I, uh... of, of all the tag teams you could bring out to, to face off against Grizzled Young Veterans in a post-match stare down, you bring out Ever-Rise? Why? I don't. I I legitimately do not understand. I don't even know what, where did this team come from. I don't understand. I don't get I, it. Like I don't know. You're you're asking questions that don't have a logical answer. It's <laughs> it's, it's WWE's problem. I mean, I mean, these are two guys I've never even heard of yet. They're being featured on NXT. I uh, don't get it. Uh, well, that makes two of us. I don't. I, I don't th- th- this is a team I expect to see on NXT light. Uh, and by light, I mean the house shows that they hold, the exactly. live events. They, the live events that they hold. That's exactly. where, that's where I heard about Bronson Reed, and I didn't even know that almost was his tag team partner for like one match. Well, 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 you know, I think we know who got the better of that uh, tandem. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I really don't get ever rise at all. All right. Uh, next up, we have um, the candidates for tag team of the year. I think we all knew who was going to win this one. You don't even need any... Uh, you don't need, even need this to be a category, let, let alone contenders. But but here we go. So uh, that you have to shock the system. Exactly. <laughs> go ahead. We have, we have Undisputed Era, Brazongo, Imperium, Gallus from NXT UK, Legato Del Fantasma, and Ernie Lorcan and Danny Birch. That that, um, that isn't a bad list, though. I know all the I know all those teams. They're not. It's not a bad list. No, it's not. But the only the only two that are legitimately in contention is uh, undisputed error and Imperium, and of course they're going to be undisputed. Well, error. No, hold on, Gallus is also. Well, well yeah, but. But um, but I'm not I'm not as familiar with them because of because I because okay. of NXT UK. Yeah, you, you don't, I know you don't you you don't really watch it as as uh, much as I do. Okay, I get it. Yep. Right. Okay. But ha- but, but even and even so and you, and even if you put Gallus in that category, which I which I trust you for that, how many fans are going to be familiar with Gallus? Under the entire NXT yeah. umbrella. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. So you're you're putting you're, you're putting Gallus under the American and UK umbrella, and, you, and I don't think you can do that. But anyway, okay. yep. Um, of course, undisputed era gets a victory. No shit. Um, and then we have a squash match with Mercedes Martinez. Look, let me let me okay. explain something to you about Mercedes Martinez. Okay. She has to feel like 
the luckiest woman alive to get out of retribution and go back to NXT. Because, and, and I am legitimately over the moon happy for Mercedes Martinez. Because if I'm in her position and I have spent 20 years in this business, the majority of which on the indies, and then you put me in a fucked up group such as Retribution, where where you have simul, including Martinez, if if she had stayed, you're you're burying five very promising NXT careers by having them associated with with Retribution the way you booked it. Yep. So if if I'm Mercedes Martinez, I am. I am just ringing every bell in the building, praising the Lord above that I am back in NXT because she looks like the badass she deserves to be. But hold on, what you think of this match though? Well, I didn't really care for the match because yeah. it was squash. But however, right. you know, I don't, I don't understand why they're constantly putting Mercedes Martinez in a squash match. We know what she's capable of at this point. We don't need her in a squash match. Against Valentina Feroz. Okay, well, well good. good <laughs> you see how I did that? You see how I did that? Yes. I had to good get the you. accent in there. <laughs> good for you with the pronunciation, because I couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> now, What's wrong with me? Now, in another very obvious category, we have Female Competitor of the Year. Mm-hmm. Here, here are the nominees. Okay. Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Kaylee Ray, Tegan Knox, and Io Shirai. Now, for me... It's, Hold on, sorry. What was this category for? Uh, female Competitor of the Year. Okay. Right. And to me, it's extremely obvious that it that Io Shirai was going to win. Um, you know, the in my book, the only other one that could have that could have conceivably taken it was um, was uh, Rhea Ripley, and and she she lost to uh, you know to Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. She. She shouldn't. Have, she shouldn't have been in that match if you were going to book it that way. Like, I I don't understand these people, but of course Io Shirai deserved to get that win, and so I'm glad she did. Um. Next up, we have Pete Dunne uh, versus uh, Roger Strong. You're not going to get one single goddamn complaint against me against this from me. This was magical. Um, we get an announcement that Thatcher and Champa will be facing off in a fight pit match. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, next next week. I don't know how I feel about the fight pit. Um, it kind of reminds me of the Lions Den match from back in the day, but oh come on, Lion, the Lions Den match that's completely different. That's a completely different structure. No, no, I know, I, I understand that. I'm, I'm not completely blind to that, but it just kind of, I don't know, but it just kind of 
Reminds me of that for some I, I, reason. I, I, I just think the fight can has a cool look to it. Like the first time we saw it was with uh, Matt Riddle. Yeah, and uh, so this this will be a very, it, it'll be a very good match. And I'm, I'm that, was, very, that, that was fucking bloody that match. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and now and now Matt Riddle is reduced to bro nuts, <laughs> bro nuts and weed jokes on the uh, oh, on the main God. roster. And the last time we saw this, he's a fucking killer in a fight big. Um, need I say more to state my case against WWE? What the fuck are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> I really don't understand. Um. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, you're not gonna get a single complaint out from uh, from Strong and Dunn. That was that was fantastic. Uh, and then the the main event um, was uh, was for the North American Championship. Hold on, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. You skipped a couple of segments. Uh, I don't yeah. think so. No, after that there was a the Finn Balor uh, promo, and then oh, yeah. there was then there was a Lucha House breaking out the the Fantasma. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I skipped the Lucha House party. Well, oh, I was no. gonna give my my explanation from earlier. Okay. Now, do you uh, uh, do you remember the part where um, uh, Santos Escobar said he was like the best uh, luchador in all of Lucha Libre? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why. It, uh, my guessing is that's why they had the Lucha House Party there. Well, okay. See, this is this is what pisses me off. Not, very, not it, a very good match. Because, well, that number one and number two, really, is Lucha House Party even in the discussion? Is best Luchador? If you're gonna do that, bring Rey Mysterio in for a cameo on it. Advocating, uh, you know, Rey Mysterio on NXT, you know. But but look, if you're gonna if you're gonna mention the greatest losers are of all time, and then you're gonna you're gonna bring out the Lucha House Party and not Rey Mysterio, fuck you. But but hold on, and uh, when you when I say that uh, segment with Finn Balor, which think about that though? Um. Well, I, I I thought that it was extremely good. I f- first of all, I liked the um the back and forth between um between uh, Finn Balor and, and Kyle O'Reilly. Their their match actually at NXT Takeover Thirty One actually won for match of the year. But what I like I liked was I came across the Demon Priest that brawl at the top of the stage ramp. Oh, absolutely, and, yeah. Um, I I absolutely loved it. So um, so it'll it'll be very interesting to see. Um, and, and Scarlett just sitting there laughing like a crazy person. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> that was it, awesome. Scar- Scarlett is so good at what she does. It's yeah. just it's amazing. People like people are captivated by her beauty, and obviously she's she's a beautiful woman. But but make no mistake. That woman adds so much to Karrion Cross because of her work. 
No, you know what I mean, like I, she's I, I, awesome. I have a question to ask you. Remember yeah. when the uh, grad took the microphone? She said something. At yeah, the beginning, she, yeah. What was she speaking there? I think she was. I I believe she was speaking German. Wow. Okay. Don't quote me on that, but I think I think she was speaking German. Because I know it's like it, she she started like uh, talking and saying something creepy, but it, I I could tell like I could hear it wasn't even English. So I was wondering like what language she was speaking there. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, and then um, then after after that we we get a. Uh, Rhea Ripley, uh, Vignay, talking about her former friendship. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Say Vignay. Yeah. <laughs> you mean big, you mean vignette? Vignette, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. I'm speed up. I'm speed up, bitch. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, but I, uh, I was doing the sing song because I had to get, uh, Elio's attention to look at the camera so he could see me flipping him off. Um, but then we get, um, we get, we get this explanation from Rhea Ripley talking about her friendship with Raquel Gonzalez. Um, where was this earlier in the feud? Because I didn't, I didn't realize that she had this kind of history. Neither did I. <laughs> uh, I you, you, know, you know what it sounds to me like? It sounds to me like any other um, wrestler where when their feud is started feud with someone, they're like, we used to be good best friends. Yeah, but here's here's the thing, right? So, but they even have matching tattoos. And and they showed they showed it. So it's like if they have that kind of history with each other, uh, why didn't we know that going into the feud? I mean, didn't they mm -hmm. have uh, one? Didn't they have a battle of the badasses uh, a couple months ago? Number two, uh, they damn near killed each other at war games, and I still didn't know about the depths of their feud until now. Like. I liked it, but I'm just I'm and I'm I'm, th I'm thrilled with the evolution of, of the feud now, but I'm just wondering where that I I think that could have fit in better if if you'd have done that before um you know before the takeover war games match or or okay. something something like that. That's All just right. me. Okay. Oh boy. And then yes, Legato del Fantasma versus the Lucha House Party. Uh somebody help me. It's I don't bad, understand. Bad. Yeah. Um okay, there is a one vignette. This is this was the final one for Zaya Lee. We're gonna get to see Zaya and Boa next week. Well, well, thank God. I think they've taken enough punishment, don't you? Who do you? Yeah. Who do you think the mystery woman is? I have no idea. I, I mean, typically, typically I have a guess, but I honestly have no clue who they might go with. Do you have a thought? So you have no, no guess? No, I really don't. 
I don't know. I just, the one name I heard was Tessa Blanchard, but I don't know. Um, that would, that would really shock me. Um, yeah. Because one, she doesn't really fit with the tone of the, um, no, that's why it's of, uh, of the, of the promos. So, and number two, the controversy, but number one, I, I just, I, I don't think she would fit with the, with the torture aspect of the, um, of the promos. Yep. So that just seems weird. Um, and then, and then after this, we have, uh, we have future star of the year. Um, we have Austin Theory, uh, Jake Atlas, Leon Ruff, Casey Catanzaro. Um, I, what, I don't know why she, what she's doing in that category. We, we've barely seen her on NXT this year. And I have not. Look, I have no problem with her. She actually went to my school um, before she was uh, uh, before she was on American American Ninja Warrior. We uh, said that that was a cool piece of trivia that that we went to the same college, so that was awesome. But you know, what is she what is she doing on this list? Uh, Caden Carter, Indy Hartwell, Zia Lee, A. Indy Hartwell. What the hell? Um, Zia Lee, a kid. Now I could see a kid, um, but I don't. I don't. I don't think many people are familiar with him, unless they watch uh, UK. UK and it, like the, the crossover with with NXT UK and the, and the American brand hasn't really been there so I'm very surprised that they're uh, that they're like in the same category I and like, I don't even know who pretty deadly is like, oh, oh you don't want to know oh you don't want to know I'll tell you their names um Sam Stoker and Lewis Holloway Okay, they, that means they it, picture. Okay, you know how Dolph Ziggler with his long hair and stuff. Picture yeah. Dolph Ziggler's younger brothers. That's what I refer to them as. That's uh, they look. They look like younger versions of Dolph Ziggler. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> serious. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna see if I can find a picture and I'll send it to you. Yeah, I'm kind of interested now. But uh, you know, but I really didn't like the main event because it was just, um, it was just, it was the outcome wasn't in any doubt at all. And then the show, the show ends with Dexter Loomis coming out um, with a with a drawing of new for New Year's Evil. Um, speaking of that, I have to. Um, I had to text my friend to ask him if we are getting together for New Year's Evil. Um, so thanks for that reminder. Um, but you know, this was a very uh, hit or miss episode of of NXT, and I I think I think they're being entirely too kind with with their rating here. Um, 
the the website I'm using gave this episode seven. Okay. I I would have given it a six, not not a seven though. Do you see the picture I sent you? Oh 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 yeah. Okay yeah, they do look like dolphins. <laughs> right. <laughs> These guys are terrible. Like okay, and they told the worst joke on NXT UK. Uh, and what? When and what was that joke? The reporter was like, "So I saw you talking with Eddie Dennis. Could you, could you possibly tell us what you were that meeting was about?" And uh, I think it was a uh, Stoker Holloway was like, "Yeah, yeah, I we will tell you. It's uh, Nanya." As in none of your business. Oh fuck! <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like what, what's with the grandpa joke? Jeez, that's awful. That's Come on, absolutely awful. But moving along. So yeah, we are gonna cut it here, and uh, we'll be back with. Uh, wait, are we done with the next tea? Yeah. All right. So we will take cut it here, and we'll be back with my review of AEW, which isn't really exactly a review because it was more of just a really great show and a sad show. So stay tuned for that. Oh, very much so. All right, fans, we are back, and Michael Hose is about to lose his mind here. Ben, why don't you tell us what you found during the break? Okay, so I I found this Friday Night Smackdown tier list, and I just couldn't contain myself. And spur of the moment, I said, Elio, hit the record button because I'm going to go off. I'm sorry, did you say tier list like tier, like T-I-E-R? Yes. Okay. T- right, and this is, this is according to Ryan Satin and... Uh, Fox and WWE. So WWE cleared this list for approval. Wow. This, okay. Now, this is the grades of the of the SmackDown roster for, from A plus to F. Okay. okay. Now, right. I'm going to go bottom to top because I just can't believe this. And I, I, I want to hear your very candid reactions and I expect a few F-bomb drops because if not you're not reacting properly. All right. Um, okay, so here's the F tier. Kalisto and Mojo Rally I agree with. Okay. Based on how they're booked. Yeah. They also have Mickey James Fuck listed you. as an F. Fuck you. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> and then Here's the D list. Apollo Cruz, Lars mm. Sullivan, oh. okay. and, and Alistair Black. A- Alistair Black. Wait, wait, wait. Nope, 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 I can't believe this shit. Nope, 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 nope. 
And and yet people take Ryan Satin seriously. What the hell? Uh, go on. Let's hear the who's on the seat. Okay, so so these are the people ranked above Alistair Black. On the C list, on the C list, we have Billy Kay. Okay. Ranked above Alistair Black. Alright. Fuck, fuck you, just based off of that. Okay. Uh, N- Natalia and Chad Gable. And Chad Gable, uh, whatever, Natalia, uh, no. No, she doesn't deserve that. But, but okay, I, I had a, I had a second aneurysm because for, um, because also on these, on the sea level is, is Cesaro. <laughs> I I can't breathe. I'm, I'm I'm seeing red. Shinsuke Nakamura, Robert Rude. Come on, Shinsuke Nakamura, are you crazy? What the fuck? Robert Rude, and this this is what kills me. Dominic Mysterio is on the same level as Cesaro. <laughs> on what planet in what universe apparently the WWE universe which isn't a very pleasant place to be at this point in time and then, and then we have Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan also on the sea level uh, I could just die uh, moving up to the C plus level, we have Carmella. C plus. Wait, what was that then? Just regular C. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So moving up to the C plus level, we have Carmella, Murphy, King. Co- I I I know. I there is no explanation for this. <laughs> You you put Murphy in the C plus category. What in the oh my god! I I cannot believe this. We we have we have Murphy in the same level as King Corbin. (laughs) (laughs) Elio, you still with me? I think so. Go on. Trust, trust me, I, I'm having the exact same reaction. Uh, and rounding out the C plus level is Dolph Ziggler. Just kill me now. Just murder me now, please. Okay, <laughs> so on the B level, we have Bianca Belair. Okay. Jay Uso. All right. Okay. Sami Zayn. Sure. Otis and Big E. Otis. Come on. How is Otis above all those other names? How is Otis above Aleister Black on any planet whatsoever? Okay. Whatever. Anyway. 
let, let alone let alone uh, multiple levels higher than Alistair Black because Alistair Black is on the T level and uh, Otis is on the B level. Uh, somebody, somebody needs to assist me in understanding this this list here. Next. Okay. And then on the B plus level, we have Kevin Owens, okay. Ray Mysterio, and the Street Profits. You're, you're, uh, I'm all due respect to the Street Profits. You're going to put them above Aleister Black. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was a very subtle tribute to Luke Harper. I appreciate it. Um, oh, his is yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, oh, my God. And then on the A level, we have Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan, and Bailey. I'm oh, sorry, say it again. On the A level, we have okay. Seth, Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan, and Bailey. Okay. And on the, on the A plus level, we have Sasha Banks and Roman Reigns. A plus. I, There's only two on A plus. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first of all, okay, now now I'm going to say this. I know who Ryan Sand is because I've seen the name Pro Wrestling Sheet. Fuck you, Ryan Sand and Fox or whatever. Fire Fox, right? Yeah. Oh, fuck Fox. Uh, oh, that, that list is terrible. What? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it's, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> To be a wrestling fan in this day and age is absolutely physically and emotionally draining. I, I can't believe this shit. Oh my god, we only started 2021. I'm already getting <laughs> sick here. Uh, uh. Oh god. Okay, you know what? Let's get let's get into AEW Dynamite. Well, from okay, so from one level being sad and pathetic to to AEW just being straight up um, heartbreaking, but a very nice celebration for um, Brody Lee. Yeah, this was hard to watch. Oh my god, it, it was it was just I couldn't take it. But Leo, you're up for that one because I I don't think I can get through it without choking up again. So uh, some of these matches were like some of the pairings were odd for first. But it, it, it was a, it was just a show. It wasn't your, your normal show. So we had the Cool Cabana and the Young Bucks defeating Private Party and Matt Hardy in the opening match. And poor Cole Cabana, he couldn't even hold it together. I felt, so, I felt so bad for him. He was weeping all over the place. Yeah. Ugh. Then we had uh, Evil Luno, Stu Grayson, and Lance Archer, who was paid tribute to uh, Brody Lee's Luke Harper character. And they defeated Eddie Kingston, Butcher, and the Blade. I, I, really, I really like Eddie Kingston's trip, uh, tribute, both on the mic yeah. and and in that video package. Oh, oh my God, the, the video package, the videos were so sad to watch. 
Yeah, but Eddie Kingston ha- also had one on the mic. And right before this match, he's like, uh, Brody, we love you, brother, but 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 pretty much fuck the rest of you. You know what I mean? It yeah. Was, it was just kind of funny. Then we had Adam Page, Shalex Reynolds, and John Silver defeating the Inner Circle. And we had a run-in by Eric Rowan. Yeah, I know, right? Um, um, and I'm going to ask you something at the end. Just... Yeah, but I mean, like, just seeing John Silver, like, on the floor after the match, just crying, uh, Oh, he, he looked like a miniature Brody Lee. He was like he was dressed up just like with the with the same exact uh, like outfit, the uh, ring gear. Yeah, I know. He, he, I, looked, I, he looked like he looked like a mini Brody Lee flying around out there. I felt so awful. Yeah, I, I really did, and and just and seeing um seeing Eric Rowan come out with that sign, and and just. You're not used to, to seeing this level of emotion from these people because, you know, after you watch wrestling for so long, you feel like you know them. Uh-huh. But it takes a situation like this to really to really tell you that you don't. Then we and, had... Oh, uh, Are you uh, yeah. Oh. I know, I thought you were saying you didn't say something else. Okay, then, we had, then we had Anna Jay and Tay Conte defeating Britt Baker and Penelope Ford. Now, uh, the only thing I too got from this one was that uh, it was kind of like it was a weird was Rebel uh, or whatever when she went to throw Tay Conte back into the ring. I think she went to threw into the wrong corner. Yeah. But other than that, uh, yeah, this was nice. Um, I actually, the Giro Chris Jericho is uh, a fun fact or whatever of how energy got her name. No, I didn't. 99. She got the name. Um, Brody Lee is the only one that helped her like with naming her because uh, that was like a nod to Wayne Gretzky who wore 99 for the Edmonton Oilers. And she actually has uh, that that tweet up on her Twitter account. Oh, that was that was cool. Yeah, it, it was a quote from Billy himself. Yeah, and um, also also um, another quote was um, that uh, that Sunny Kiss posted was um. Brody Lee said something about Anna Jay, like, she, she's a future star. Don't let the business corrupt her. So. And um, the main event was 10, Cody Rhodes and Orange Cassidy defeating Brian, uh, Team Taz. Uh, 10 really lost it. He, he, he couldn't hold it together at the end. I, I I felt terrible. I, I really did. I felt so bad. The the ref couldn't hold it together. Ten couldn't hold it together. And uh that video that they played at the end, oh. Uh, oh my god. I, I I had to walk away from the TV. I, yeah. I, I, I really did. 
So that was our review of AEW with a sad show. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but in ter- in terms of like a tribute show, that was the best tribute show I've ever seen. Yep. It was just like really tough to uh, to get through to get through. And uh, now we will move on. I'll throw back to my co-host for Friday Night SmackDown, the first SmackDown of the new year. Um, yep. And uh, let me uh, let me sort through my tabs here. I have like so many tabs. Well, why why are you doing that? I was just looking up uh, Preston Vance or Tent of the Dark Order. Um, right. But. He actually had one match in NXT in 2018. Oh, really? Uh, it was uh, under the name Cody Vincent. He teamed up with uh, some some guy named George Hickson to uh, face uh, face uh, the War Raiders. Uh, well, I'm sure I'm sure they got squashed. Yeah, that was a that was a, that, that was a squash match. They gave that one actually. There's no uh, time limit on that one. There's no uh, time on there. Well, yeah, I, I'm um, sure it was a squash. Absolutely. Um, so on to, uh, on to the review of SmackDown. You know, the only thing interesting about SmackDown for me for, for months has been Roman Reigns and, and, and Jey Uso and Paul Heyman. Sure. The, the rest of it is just, and, and of course Kevin Owens because he's killing it. Um, but the, the rest of it just feels like filler for like a two-hour show. Okay. Uh, um, and then uh, let's see. So the show kicks off with Roman Reigns making his very, very, very long entrance. <laughs> Uh, oh my God! It it, it 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 probably it probably went ten minutes. Okay. Uh, the the second note uh, that I wanna I wanna say is I hate the crowd noise. Like everybody knows, there's nobody fucking there. Yep. And the people in the Thunderdome can't make noise, so cut the fucking noise. It sounds terrible. Yeah, it does. Oh my good lord! That's why. That's why on the other show that I do, it's so hard for me to um, grade uh, these shows because you can't grade a show where the sound is manufactured, like because it's because some segments might end up being worse than they actually are. Yet the sounds they pipe in are just cheers. It's awful. It's just absolutely. Ugh. Don't get me started on another Thunderdome rant, please. I feel like I've. I feel like I've gone on. <laughs> go on, rants. go on. I'm not going to say anymore. I just, I look. Oh. Look. Is he going to go on? I get it. <laughs> I I under I understand that COVID is is was completely new territory. I respected their attempt to do something different. 
But this Thunderdome thing is not working. It's not. I don't know it's not. It's it's awful. You you got and the fans that they have on these screens and, and look, I'm not I'm not blaming them. I'm not saying anything negative about them, but like just the way that they come across on TV when they can't make any noise and and they're doing stuff like this and yeah. yay and the yes chance and it's just but yet they can't say yes so the, so the yes chants are being piped in as they're doing the motions and shit you know it, it, it's just it's really bad yep and you know even even my brother he he, he sat down on the couch as I was watching this and and he goes my God, the cost of all those screens must have been astronomical. And I, I said, I said, I'm sure it was. And I can tell you, it's not a good ROI on this whole scenario here because this Thunderdome thing is not working. Nope. Um, it's, it's just, oh God, it's awful. Um, so, so. Now, now that now that Roman has finally made his way to the ring, and I didn't have to, I didn't have to spend any more time entertaining myself. I think I ended up getting like two snack breaks in dur- during this whole entrance. Thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> but then, uh, you know, he he wishes us Happy New Year with this plastered company smile on his face uh, that that didn't extend to his eyes very well. Uh, he says um, 2020 was rough but when you're the head of the table you make it work okay we've heard that before but this is where it really got funny he goes he said he saved Paul Heyman from um, from irrelevancy Um, and uh, and he called him the most honest businessman he's ever done uh, business with that was fu- that was funny. Then he continues to put himself over by saying, "Look at my cousin Jay, a prime example of what I can do for someone's career." And he goes on to say that uh, once Jay started listening to listening and, and acknowledging Roman as his as his tribal chief, he had the best year of his career. Uh, no argument there. And that's why he became main event Uso and not just as another twin. Um, Kevin Owens can't take any more of this shit. I um, I don't blame him from a heel perspective, but I was enjoying the promo. Uh, Ro- Roman apparently has control over the production and the set because he called for uh, Kevin's music to be cut, and it was automatically cut off so I, I guess i guess i guess vince is roman's bitch now huh um but 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 that's neither here nor there uh and then he, he goes why what are you doing out here you're embarrassing yourself you are you already had your your moment of relevancy at, at my table get out of here you're like a roach um, that won't go away. Uh, Kevin countered with WWE's favorite insult by calling him a giant bitch. 
you know, <laughs> how, how, how many different variations of bitch can WWE give us? That's my question. I have no idea. That's their go-to word. I, I know, seriously. Um, and he, 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 Owens counters by saying he's not embarrassed, but, but Roman should be because Kevin's presence means that Roman fails to take him out. And that was, that was a good point. Um, you know, solid work from all parties. And I'm actually, I'm actually really, really happy that this feud is, is continuing, uh, through the Royal Rumble and, and, Maybe that means we don't have to get Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. So that makes me very, very happy because I'd much rather see Kevin Owens than Bill fucking Goldberg. <laughs> right? Uh, absolutely. So, but then then we get into the first match, and this is where I get pissed. Uh-oh. Because it, it's Big E versus King Corbin. With it, with his Knights of the Lone Wolf, uh, Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake, the former Forgotten Sons, um, <clears throat> and so as you'll recall, um, Biggie won the Intercontinental Championship on the Christmas edition of SmackDown last week, but yet his first match is Intercontinental Champion. Uh, leads to a disqualification uh, and and we get a tag team match between Big E and Apollo Crews and King Corbin and Sami Zayn. Why do they keep doing this? It's the same tired formulaic bullshit what you can't give Big E a solid um, solo victory after he won the Intercontinental Championship last week. Fuck off. I actually didn't mind this one. Um, but uh, Big E really needs to seriously get get away from that New Day uh, crap. He's well, still think, he's still doing that. Yeah. Well, and I think they're slowly moving him away from it because I hope um, so. Well, well, I do too because. They changed his music, but what they really yeah. got to—what they, they really got to change—is all his gyrations in the ring and shit. Well, so that's what I'm talking about. They—they they, they really need to like get rid of, get him away from that. Yeah, I I 100% agree. And then, but but one one part of one part of the tag team match that I did find funny was Sami Zayn was constantly trying to uh, boss around the <laughs> right, and they walked out on him. <laughs> and and it's, it was just hilarious because you know they're, they're like we don't work for you, we work for King Corbin. Yeah, and they eventually walked out. <laughs> Sammy Zane is such an asshole. <laughs> um, but believe it or believe it or not, that was that was actually the second match, and and all of this just took up way too much time. And then match number three, we get we got the Riot Squad versus Natalia and Tamina and Billy Kay. And match. Horrible match. Kill me now. Billy Kay was the most entertaining part of that match. Which is which is physically painful for me to admit because I hate her. 
Ooh, wait, I still love you, Billy. As a character, I can't stand it. Uh, I still love you, don't listen to uh, my co-host. <laughs> shut, shut up, bitch. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not talking to you, Billy Kay. I'm referring to my co-host. Uh, boo. <laughs> Go ahead. Then we get match number four was a tag team bout between Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. And at first... I like this match. Yeah, I did too. And at first, I got all excited because I figured that this would set up Sasha Banks and Bianca at WrestleMania. But no, because Carmella ends up pinning Sasha Banks, at which point I got really pissed off. Uh-oh. We, we've already seen this feud. It was a one and done. I don't want to see it again. Okay. You did it at TLC, and you did an admirable job, I do, but I don't want it to continue. All right. Um, next up, we had... Uh, uh, what, was, what was it? Oh, yes. Oh, de- dearie, dearie me. Yeah, I forgot. It was Daniel Bryan and Otis, accompanied by Chad Gable versus Cesaro and Shinsuke. And earlier in the night, they had a promo. Chad Gable, Otis, and Daniel Bryan had a promo in which they they were working out. And at one point, Daniel Bryan gets behind uh, Otis and literally starts Pumping his his genitals into uh into uh <laughs> Otis's back door region. Nope, 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 nope. And, nope. and I'm like, why the fuck is this happening? No, 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 no. It's one, that's imagery I didn't need. <laughs> and two. Why the fuck are you doing this to Daniel Bryan? Leave the comedy shit to Otis, but don't bring Daniel Bryan into it. That was that was terrible. And yet and yet WWE wants us to take them seriously as an adult oriented product. Fuck you. I, and by by adult, we didn't mean gay porn esque. Okay, <laughs> I no, no no disrespect to the gay community, but I'm sure nobody on earth wants to see Daniel Bryan's ass, Daniel Bryan's pelvic region, pelvic region being gyrated into by Earth. Like what the fuck is God. going on? Here? Oh. Okay, go on. <laughs> oh my god so then Otis and um, Otis and Brian won the match um, but I was very disappointed by that match given the assortment of talent we had uh, main event wise um, it was Kevin Owens versus Jey Uso again mm-hmm I were seeing it again, but we are. We're seeing it again, and I can't. I mean, look, it's entertaining. I said it before. Roman Reigns is the most entertaining thing about SmackDown. But can they get a different combination of people in there? I mean, good God. Well, Jimmy, Jimmy is supposed to be coming back soon. Well, well, hopefully. 
hopefully that can uh, that can freshen things up because I don't know how many times we have to see Kevin Owens versus Jey Uso. However, the the ending portion of this of this match was was very very good because um because of uh, what they did going up into the Thunderdome amongst all the, the screens. And then, um, and then, you know, of course, Roman tosses Owens off the platform into a table. Um, but, um, but, but here's, here's one, one thing that I, that I don't like. Um, the, the inability of, of Owens to, to like, get one up on them, I think is hurting the feud. I mean, I mean, because, yes, Owens is being booked like a badass who won't die. Um, but, uh, but the fact that we haven't seen, we haven't seen him get the upper hand on, on, uh, on Roman one time outside of a match scenario uh, it's kind of hurting it for me, but um, but like like I said, overall the ending was very very good. Okay. Um, I now that does that that does not warrant the seven that this site gave this show. I would have given it like a five point five because to me the only the only things of relevance were Roman Reigns, uh, Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, and. Uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey again, but that was the pervasive theme throughout 2020. So why would why would it be any different now? But you know, it's just when you only have one or two uh, compelling storylines in a two-hour show, you got a problem. Okay. You you really do. It, it's symptomatic of a larger issue. But um. That's all I have to say about SmackDown. All right. So, what do you say we bring this show to a close? Absolutely. All right. Now, but before we do that, uh, let's tell the fans uh, what we have because we're bringing out the DeLorean next week for the first time travel trip of 2021. And we are going back to Sunday, January 9th, 2000 for for ECW Guilty as Charged. Yes, and I and I believe we've only done one other ECW review on the show before, so this is uh yeah, I believe is, that was on November to remember. Yeah, so this is relatively uncharted territory for us, and um, you know we uh, we hope you guys had an awesome holiday. Well, and, hold on, uh, Ben. Hold on, just for fun, we had because we had our our uh, options of. Uh, of one other WWE pay-per-view to do, and that was New Year's Revolution 2005. Just for fun, let's take a look at what the main event was for that. So for New Year's Revolution 2005, oh, sorry, that was January 8th, right? Not 9th. I think, I think that was the 8th. Yeah, okay, so let's... 
Oh, okay, so we have news revolution 2006. I was wrong then. All right, so the main event for that one was... The Elimination Chamber match. Uh, actually, it was uh, John Edge versus John Cena. Edge winning the WWE Championship. Yeah, but but remember, remember he he won it after John had already oh, competed yes. in the Elimination yes. Chamber match. Yep. Yes. And then he cashed in Money in the Bank. So yeah. Yeah. So all right, uh, that's what we have for that. But um, yep. Next week, Guilty as Church, two thousand. Ben, say that to the fans. Good night, people, and uh, thank you for all your support throughout 2020. We cannot wait um, to entertain you in 2021, and as always, we promise, we'll always be more entertaining than WWE television, and keep it real right here on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. And stop making my co-host angry, WWE. Well, I am not. I, I feel I feel that that's an almost impossible ask at this point. But okay. <laughs> all right, fans. We'll talk to y'all next. One week. can dream. <laughs>